Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. of decluttering podcast we're your hosts i'm kirsty Frugia from feels like home professional organizers and i'm amy Ravel from simply organized we can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organized if you'd like to engage with the podcast further you can find us at the art of decluttering on facebook let's get started you've joined us for episode 61 of the art of decluttering Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising for teachers. Wow! Ash Newman is the one that requested this episode. And I know that Ash is married to someone who is a teacher one day a week and perhaps a little bit more creative than organised. And I know that there are so many teachers that listen to our podcast because, do you know how I know? Because so many of our clients are teachers. Yes. So many of our clients are teachers. I think teachers in general fall into two categories. This is a mass generalization, just putting it out Male there. and female? <laughs> no. Old and young? No. Experienced and not experienced? No. Private and public? No. High school and primary school? No. I could keep going forever. You could. No, hit me with it. Uber organized and uber unorganized. <laughs> yep. That's so true. And we never see the uber organized ones. Yes. I never have. Although I think this episode will still help the uber-organised ones. Oh, yes, it will. Yes. Because this is not just for those beautiful souls who love our children dearly and pour all their energy into loving our children. I love how you say that. No, this is for all teachers, great and great small. Great and small. <laughs> They're not animals. <laughs> We're having a flashback to like the, what was it, the RSPCA ad 
that was like back in the 80s or the 90s and they'd have like a little wombat run across at the end. Yeah. Does anyone else remember that ad? Because Kirsty's looking at me like I'm a bit weird. No, no, I'm because that's not the flashback that's coming back to me. Oh, what's your flashback? All Creatures Great and Small, the what? show. Oh. The I TV show. I don't know that show. It's a British show They're, about that's why a vet. I wouldn't know it. About a vet. Okay. My mum loved it, even though she doesn't like animals. Right. Weird. So teachers. Yeah. Back on to teachers. <laughs> um, so teachers traditionally have, like, teaching and the teaching profession, whether it's in primary school, high school, TAFE, university, have traditionally been a profession where you need to have lots and lots and lots of physical resources. Yes. So papers, books. References, folders of things. Like books, like reading books. Like they take. And the other thing about teachers that is unique, and not so unique, is that their profession doesn't pay them very well. (laughs) So, as a generalization, and so a lot of their resources that they buy come from their own pocket. That is a very... Teachers are very generous yes. to their um, occupation. Yes. So that's an added layer of, but I bought it with my own money mm-hmm. and I don't want to let it go because this I sacrificed whatever to buy this resource for the children that I love that are not my biological children. Yeah, that's right. So really what we're talking about then is teachers of all varieties with all range of resources... And teachers love stationery traditionally. Yes. Traditionally. Stereotypically. Love stationery. Because pens, they... highlighters, boxes, folders, colour coordinated this, dividers, filing cabinets, you name it, they teachers love it. have it somewhere. Yes. As a gross generalisation. Yes. Generalisation. Okay. Yes. We're generalising. Yes. So what we want to help you do is not feel like you've got so much stuff and yet not able to access what you want. Because I have had experience with teachers where we find something, like we're going through, say, a drawer, and they say, oh my gosh, I was looking for that exact piece of paper last term because I was teaching Macbeth and I couldn't find it. We have that with all of our clients all the time, no matter what their profession, no matter what their home we have that. Yeah, the discovery process. Yes. The, <laughs> that's where it was. I've been looking for it for years. And all the more with teachers, isn't it? Because they, most teachers have a brain that remembers, oh, I remember I printed off a resource about that thing. And I printed it and I thought, I'll oh, use that again. Yes. Never to see that piece of paper again. <laughs> Poor teachers. I know, it's such a big load. It is. But I'm so grateful to teachers because I am not a natural teacher. I'm not a natural, like, take a complex thing and explain it really easily. And I'm not naturally someone who can handle multi-children, children, multitudes, mm. multi-children. Aren't we lucky that you're not a teacher teaching our children how to speak? <laughs> I've been making up my own Amy language. It'd be totally fine. <laughs> and so, teachers, we honour you. We thank you. Here. We really do. You're amazing. We do. Amazing. And we want to help you to be more uh, free to do the thing that you love by not being tied up with paperwork all the time because teachers feel like the burden of paperwork is huge. Because it is. Because our governments are so generous in giving our teachers even more and more and more work to do from... uh, um, Curriculum? Curriculum and bureaucracy. So let's let's (laughs) make use of your precious time. Yes. Let's not have you spending every weekend working... 
let's have you out and enjoying your family and enjoying downtime. So let's make the time you do put into work less stressful and way less cluttered. Yes, let's do that. How are we going to do that, Amy? Mm, they could get us in or they could listen to this podcast or <laughs> both. Or <laughs> both. <laughs> so we know how awesome you are at collecting resources. You're like a gun at collecting resources. You've either got it from your school. She's speaking to you guys, not me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Amy's a gun at Not her at job. collecting resources. Yes, she is a gun. But you, precious dear, dear sweet listeners who are teachers, you're a gun at finding resources, sharing them with your teaching partners and sharing them with your beautiful children. However, we want you to question whether or not you need that resource in the physical form for the rest of eternity. <laughs> just a little, just a little, a little dramatic. Melodramatic. There. I like it. I like it. <laughs> the drama teacher in Kirsty's oh. coming out. I have a drama teacher at the moment as one of my clients, and she's also like amazing at singing. So sometimes we'll like pull out wigs and dresses, and she'll chuck something on and like take on a new character. And last time I was working with her, she said to me like, "We're in our leggings and our t-shirts getting dirty in the garage." She's like, "All right, we're going to pretend that we're bogans for the next five minutes." And so she like wanted me to role play with it. She had so much fun and she sings for me. So whether you're a maths teacher or a drama teacher, get on board. This is going to be fun. Sorry, Kess. That was just a side story. That's fine. <laughs> See, Amy, she's like waving her hands like nobody's biz. Okay. So where was I before you so enlighteningly interrupted me? <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> So you have resources that you want to keep, but can you easily find it again? Or can you store it in a way that you can easily find it again? Can you scan it? Is it something that you got in 1985 and it is not accessible online anywhere? You've tried looking on the internet, but you just can't find that same resource again. Or you've never looked on the internet for it because you've had it somewhere in your drawers. Um, so can you scan it and have it filed in your filing system on your computer in a really easy way that you can type in a reference to it and it will find it really Yeah, easily. so teachers, I really want to encourage you when it comes to your online storage is to be really um, logical about how you do storage. So... You might have folder called school and then subfolders in there might be English, history and English lit. And they're the three subjects that you're teaching. And in English, there might be subfolders year eight, year nine and year 11 because they're the subjects that you're teaching. And then in year eight, you might have Macbeth, creative writing and medieval poetry because they're the topics that you're going to cover. And so by having things filed really easily and just file them there straight up, don't dump stuff on your desktop and think, oh, I'll file it when I get a chance. Make that logical because you will thank yourself, your future self will thank you when you actually have to go and find something. Google Drive is another friend of yours. Google Drive is awesome. Because you can just type in Shakespeare. And it will find all reference to anything ever that you've ever got on your Google Drive. Not just in the headings, which is great. So yes. even if you don't title things well, 
it's in the document, so they'll find it. Yeah, so it will find it. So you'll they have minions sitting in all parts of the world, just like searching your documents. <laughs> <laughs> that might freak some people out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another great resource, Google Drive. Yeah, because you can scan things into that and have it there, and you can and it will find things for you very easily. One teacher that I helped, who this was awesome, my year eleven English teacher contacted me about two years ago. And I went and helped her at her new school to organize her English office. Awesome. So it was really fun working with one of my older teachers who I just adored when I was at high school. And something that we did, so I was talking about those folders and subfolders. We actually did that with her work. So we used containers that were color-coded. So we had year nine in all in pink, year eight all in yellow, and year 11 all in green. So everything that she had come in went into a yellow, a pink, or a green container. And with the green containers, there was one, we'll go to what we were saying, there was one for um, story writing, there was one for medieval poetry, and there was one for Macbeth. And so in those boxes was everything she needed to teach that unit. And then when that unit was finished, she could actually just put that box with everything in it on a shelf. And when she wanted to teach that again, just pull the box out. And it made it really easy for her because previously she'd been grabbing handfuls of paper. Oh, I need that folder. I need this little bit and carrying them with her to class. Mm. So now all she needed to do is walk in, figure out which period was coming up, and take the one box that had everything she needed in it, and it was color-coded. So really easy, maintainable, replicatable. Um, And so that might be something that works for you if you're a high school teacher. Yes. I've worked with primary school teachers as well, and the national curriculum has changed things up a little bit. Um, Not that they've changed... Necessarily, you know, they're not stopping teaching fractions, for instance. I wish they. No, I don't wish they. <laughs> but they, um, there's new ways of teaching it and new standards that they have to meet. And I don't really understand it. Also, I apologies, apologies, teachers, that I do not know the intricacies of your job. But that's good because I don't need to. Because <laughs> we know the intricacies intricacies of ours. Thanks, guest. <laughs> so when I was working with them, though, it was really great. We went through with this one particular client that I'm thinking of. We went through their whole garage and that was years of teaching. Like they're both uh, similar age to me. So probably been working for close to 20 years and they had so much Um, resources that they kept and so it was a really great opportunity to go back over all everything like we went through every file and every resource everything we went through they hired a massive skip oh I love it (laughs) and we put things into categories whether or not they still teach that subject if they teach it in a way that is was still like the the resource that we found and whether and they questioned themselves about whether or not they could find it online and more often than not (laughs) these days you can find resources online I think there was probably like only a handful of Mm. books that they have bought like at a PD day that was a specialty 
resource and they were like actually this costs money to buy again and it's not and, and it, we would use it and we will still use it That's and we right. continue to use it and so that was totally fine I'm like of course you can keep that That's like great. and it wasn't because they'd spent money on it that they were keeping it it's that it was only available by buying it so they didn't want to buy it again because they already had it yeah that makes sense yeah I think lots of teachers, in fact, every single teacher I've ever worked with in their garage has boxes of teaching resources that they've brought home with the intention that they will use them again, but 90 times, 90 times out of 100, yeah, 90% of the time never actually go back to. So if you do have resources in your garage that you feel like you can't throw out because they're too good. I'd love you to just challenge yourself to go through them and say, am I realistically going to use this? And if not, you can let it go, whether that be donating it to another teacher that you know or just sending it to the recycling. Yes. More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that is not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, sentimental items, media, baby supplies, donations, weddings and so many more. So if you're new to The Art of Decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on crafts and hobbies. What I'm saying is the kind of supplies we used to make jewellery back then is completely different to the type of jewellery people wear now. Yes. And so you can still have the same hobby, but the products that you use could completely evolve over time. Yes. And so that's why it's really good to ask, is this still me? And, and equally so, is this still a passion of mine? Like, am I still passionate about this hobby? Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th, streaming on Hulu. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. 
because it's really hard. I know friends of mine who are kindy or had been kindy teachers for a long time and then they moved on to different grades and they're really hoping to get back onto kindy. So they're keeping a whole lot of resources yep. for kindy, but they're teaching grade three or mm. grade five. So they're nowhere near the same type of resources. But they're not, they're not, um, you know, pitch books. And um, I know at our school, one of our teachers has got um, a whole kitchen like play kitchen in her kindy room, which is prep for other, that first year of primary school. Foundations. Yeah, foundations, prep, Queensland, whatever you call it everywhere else. (laughs) Um, And so she's got a play kitchen, which is great in kindy, but if she moves on to year six next year. Probably not quite so interested. Yeah, probably not. Well, they probably do want to go back to playing with it so they can stop doing work. But if teachers have that kind of stuff, what if they just had one box that was like labelled grade three? And so if you're not teaching that department anymore, put it aside. And then if in three or four years you still haven't gone back to it, cull it. Get down to really the important things. But one box is plenty if you're planning on going back and teaching a year level again. Or share resources and say to a teaching partner, um, hey, you're on grade three. Would you like my resources this year? I'd like it back at the end of this year. Great idea. When we know what classes we're on next year or a few. And that way you're sharing resources. And you can even say to people, I don't know how this works, if it would work. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. But you could go, hey, I've got a tub of year three stuff. I know you're on year three. Do you want to give me 50 bucks for it? Yeah. Like rent it out to them. Yeah. <laughs> we've spoken or about sell this. it on. Yeah, we've spoken about this type of economy before where you can either sell it or rent it out for the year. It's <laughs> a great idea. And, you know, you've got to think in school's, I've worked in a primary school, as in as professional organiser. They got me in to actually go and declutter the art room, some classrooms, the office, the resource room, the gym, the music room, the drama, so lots of different spaces. And schools don't have an infinite... Oh, wow. Wow. Kirst, I'm coming up with even dodgy words. Like Sometimes (laughs) my words are good, but infinite is not one of the better ones. They don't have infinite storage. And so have a think about, like, how are you going to store your resources at school? Do you have an office or do you have a classroom and you have to make room in your classroom? Could you set up a small bookshelf? Could you have cube storage? Could you have folders? Could you have a tub that rolls around? Like, really get creative. Do you have a filing cabinet? How is it that you are going to store your resources at school? And how can you stop taking them all home? Yes. And then equally so at home, how do you store that at home in the season that you're not in? Great. Like if you're teaching grade three this year, but you've got a box, a tub full of year of kindy stuff, where are you going to store that? And is it taking up valuable real estate at your home? (laughs) Is it causing tension? Do you have a home office that your husband would really like to do his accounts from, but it's full of your school stuff? Or are you growing a family and you need to turn it into a nursery (laughs) or what have you? Or do you have a tiny garage that only fits your car and so you can't have um, 10 tubs of different age ranges? Mm. I'm sure there's plenty of teachers listening that are like those super organized teachers like you were talking about. So jump on, give us some of those tips because you have walked it, you have lived it, you have experienced it and you have conquered it. So share it with our teachers that are challenged, uh, 
challenged in their organization, organizationally challenged. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. And then we want to also talk about um, how do you transport things from school to home? Yes. How do you, like, what is a good way of transporting 30 homework books (laughs) and marking them in an efficient way so that they your kids don't end up marking with red pen all you're over keeping somebody them separate else. from the blank paper that your three-year-old wants to draw on. <laughs> I love rolling storage for teachers, um, like as in literally like a airline hostess rolling suitcase, because I think you can keep things flat, you can zip it up, it keeps things protected if you're running from a classroom in the rain, if you're chucking things in the back of the car and you don't want them to go flying. So something like that, which also means that you're not putting the pressure on your back and carrying kilos of paper to your car every night can be a great solution. Yeah, I love that. Um, I also love um, tubs. Well, I'm, what am I trying to say? You're doing charades. I Let's go. Okay, charades. so her, her hands are out wide. She's carrying something heavy, maybe a cake. No, more like, more like it. A storage tub. Okay. No cake and jelly? No, no cake and jelly. Okay. I don't know. Could have been cake and jelly. Whatever. You're, you're an odd one. <laughs> so you're carrying a storage tub. So a storage tub that's easy to carry that you can put your papers in. Yeah. So don't buy the 100 litre ones. No. Maybe buy so. a 50 litre yeah. or even a 25 litre. Yeah. And don't hurt your back. Yes. I do really like the idea of a... Rolling storage. Rolling storage. Yeah. I, I, the reason I say that is because I hurt my shoulder in year 12 and my physio said, Amy, your bag's too heavy because you're taking all your textbooks to school. And so I had to have rolling luggage as my school bag in year 12. Do you know that some schools don't have lockers? Oh. High schools. Where do you put all your stuff? I don't know. They have to carry it to and from school every day. Maybe it's all online now. Yeah. Maybe they don't have textbooks like we did back in the olden days (laughs) with our pen and quill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they still had textbooks, but oh, no doubt they do things online. Yeah, my kids' primary school do most of their stuff online. Yeah, but they still need to take stuff. Like, I just boggles my mind. Teachers, here's my um, top tip for the day. Bum, bum, bum. Please put a password on your phone and your computer because once you get to high school or even the high end of primary school, if a student can see your computer and can access it, you never know what they're going to put on there or what email they're going to send or what Facebook update they're going to do. So that's just my tip bit. Just lock that and keep your password private to yourself. (laughs) Wow. What have your kids done? Oh, no, not mine, but it's been done. (laughs) I'm sure it has. So another thing that teachers find challenging is end of year presents oh end of year presents i find it challenging as a parent totally i just end up buying them consumables or an experience so some years we've put in and we've all bought them like a red balloon voucher and said Mm. go skydiving do something awesome but some years your kid really wants to buy your teacher perfume or soap or candles (laughs) So, teachers, what do you do? When can you throw stuff out? Is it too early to throw it out on the last day of school on your way home? You kind of just lob it into the skip as you walk out of the school? Or go to Vinny's on your way home, Salvo's, and donate them. Is that okay? The world's best teacher mug? Is it too early on the last day of school to donate that? Don't do it on the last day. Do it on the week before because then... I can come in. Someone will repair it for you again. 
I would love to know. Can you guys jump on our Facebook page and tell us the best ever teachers' gifts? Uh, that would save be awesome. Parents around the art of decluttering a lot of pain and suffering. Because we had, I think it was last year on my Facebook page, I put a um, a post about teachers' gifts, and I was going, you know, what do you get? Do you get experiences? Do you get them a gift voucher? Do you get them movie tickets? And there was, it got like really heated. There were some people that were saying, that's disgusting. You should buy them some, you should get them something handmade by your children. You know, this is, it's not about the money. It's about saying thank you and then remembering your child. And then there were other people going, we don't want a picture frame of your child sitting in our house. Give me movie tickets. I need to relax after I've had these kids for the year. And I don't want to remember your child. It was really heated and people were really offended by the other side. Wow. So I am not the person who lets their kid give the teacher a personalised present because I wouldn't want that from someone else's kid. But I'm an yeah, experienced I person. I think it depends on the teacher. Possibly. And it depends on the child. Like if they've got a really beautiful bond with that child, they may want to remember that child. So let's say, scenario, <laughs> Emily is in love with her grade one teacher. <laughs> she so is. There you go. Okay. Yes. And at the end of the year, all Amy wants to do is get a photo of her and her teacher from Sports Day, frame it, and give it to her teacher for Christmas. And the teacher is like, oh, Amy, you have been one of my favourites, takes it home. At what point can grade one teacher say goodbye to that photo frame? Oh, that night. Totes. Okay, right. Only, only yeah. because this is me yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would not be offended because it's so hard to tell a seven-year-old girl think this is Ingrid's gonna like your need your photo. She so loves you. Dear. So it's about the it's about the um no, I was gonna say the transaction, but that's not the right word. It's about the relationship and it's yes. about the giving and the receiving. That's where the value is. Yes. So teachers, if you get crappy gifts, love your students, thank them, and it's totally okay not to keep them. Yeah, you have permission to do whatever you want. Yeah. My kids have like mugs that Oh, should I even tell this story? Am I going to get in big trouble? I'm going to tell it. But if you listen to this, you are not to tell my family I've said this. All right? This is just between me and you. A couple of years ago, my kids got these mugs from their great-grandmother for Christmas that had their pictures on it. Like, the kids love them. Love them. But my kids don't drink off drinks. They just don't drink them. And last night, I was getting a cup of tea. And my son's like, Mom, can you use my mug? I'm like, oh, it's like, the, you know, those thick photo mugs yes. that are horrible to drink out of? Yes. I was like, oh, honey, Mummy's going to drink from her teacup. Because like, I've got a fine china teacup. That's what I want to drink from. So sometimes those presents are good for the memory. So what I would say to those people, when you get a present that's not practical, is that mug doesn't sit with the mugs that mug should actually go in your special box. Yes. And so think creatively. Like, yes, you may not want to use something that a student's given you, but it may be a great memory. And so you can repurpose it. It goes in the special box rather than out for use. Or take a photo of it and then donate it. Yeah. Or get rid of it. Well, if it's got a photo. Donate it if it's got a photo no, of you on it. it's got a photo of another child. That's weird. Put it in the bin. Yeah. That smash can... it. Have fun. <laughs> smash. Yeah, smash it. Oh, you can tell that you're Greek. Oh, yeah, like smash a couple of plates and I'm in my happy place. <laughs> Whereas, like, I know a certain someone I'm thinking of, their culture do not get rid of photos. 
they don't break them ah. they don't like photos are very precious to um, right so when you I, rip up a photo with an old boyfriend in a no-go zone no right okay no so smashing a photo mug is oh, oh it's just, so offensive I've got, i get joy just thinking about it okay. not that i'm going to smash my kids photo mugs i'm just talking about you know other people's photo mugs of course <laughs> So please, um, please don't send us any hate emails. <laughs> so end of year presents too. I've got a friend who's a childcare worker and she gets sick of chocolates. Everybody gives her chocolates. Get creative. Like make, send them to me. <laughs> Get them. What about if you've got a male teacher, like some craft beer, like a couple of different ones that you never would have tried or some, a really beautiful fruit hamper or just, just get creative. Ask other teachers. I don't know what to get, Miss Grade 1 teacher this year. Have you got any suggestions? Get creative and teachers, you are not obligated to keep anything. No, you have permission to get your Elsa on and let it go. Awesome. So that has been really fun. I've enjoyed inspiring our teachers, thanking our teachers. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, teachers, for the wonderful work you do in teaching our children and growing our children into more and more beautiful human beings. We're actually recording an episode next, in a couple of months, about homeschooling. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. So I think if you're a homeschooler, this episode probably has had some relevancy, but just hold out. We've got one just for you coming up around the corner. Yes. So teachers, just to recap, we want to really encourage you to be really discerning about what you do keep. Um, think about if there's other ways of you keeping the same information or accessing the same information. So can you access it online now? Um, do you have to use that one specific um, resource or can you find a different way of teaching that is easily accessible? Um, how do you file and store and keep your um, resources that you have chosen to keep and that are precious to you? Do you need to keep everything that you've purchased for a certain year level? Can you rent it out or can you lend it to a friend, teaching friend who's on that grade? Um, and yeah, have fun decluttering and enjoy. Do it in the school holidays. Don't in the middle of June when you're writing reports. You, you don't have to do this now. It's August now. And so hopefully you've got a bit of time between. You, you're really just into semester two. So take some time, maybe in the school holidays. Free listen to this. Really get into your decluttering. And I hope that it frees you up to really invest in the people that you're teaching. We thank you again and we hope you have a lovely week. We can't wait to join you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organised PO. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash theartofdecluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.